Show number 22. If one more fucking person complains about the fucking bleeping of all our fucking swears, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. Mondays is produced by Plop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.plop.com. And now, the man who's up to his armpits in phlegm, Carl Franklin. that quite literally welcome to mondays i'm carl and uh, we'll be geeking out for about an hour with uh we're recording this week at the infirmary here at mondays (laughs) god Uh, jeff you sound like crap yeah well you know i got some sort of illness and uh yeah i (laughs) you know you started it out well it almost sounded like you for the first little bit there then you said your name and it was like you were talking with cotton balls coming out your nose and not only is jeff sick but mark miller is sick too mark what's up with you um actually i'm not sick uh i'm the evil twin i've got mark downstairs and he's tied up and duct taped i just sound a little different (laughs) listen to you you don't even sound human you sound like dark vader (sighs) yeah the uh the cybernetic miller by the way, Jeff, that intro, I think, was the first time I heard the word f- said six times in the same sentence as professional. <laughs> yeah. They were actually different yeah. sentences. Same paragraph, perhaps. Yeah. So we're sick, man. This is our this sick, is show. sick show. And we don't mean sick, sick, sick. We just mean sick. It's revenge of the sick is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I yep. think it shows the dedication you guys have to this show that you're doing it anyway. Right. Either that or the indentured servitude agreement that <laughs> Carl made me sign to get this thing going. Well, if you throw up, Jeff, just make sure the microphone is out of the way, okay? Yeah, but close enough that we get a good shot for the you know constant replays. Yeah, right. you might actually get a chance at that. I've come pretty close a couple of times with that, you know, violent coughing, and you know how it goes. Yeah. So. I, kn- I know what our listeners are thinking right now. They're thinking, you know, half of them are thinking, you know, oh, poor Jeff, and the other half are thinking, this is going to be cool. <laughs> We're going to hear live barfing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, you know, I guess I can't really complain. I uh, I got a call from from my girlfriend in China. Yes, that's right. The the girlfriend in China. She's uh, still on, in China? Still in China. She's total it's going to be a total of a month. Actually, I haven't heard from her since and Sunday. And she's working in that clothing yeah, she's shop. She's working over in the there, clothing right? shop. She's, you know, and she doesn't get to use thimbles. She got a lot of needles stuck in her fingers. But anyway, um, she's apparently sick too. She had some sort of sore throat and some sort of rash. SARS. Yeah, she's going to come back with SARS and smallpox and S- avian bird flu. Avian bird flu, right? Isn't that redundant? Awesome. Avian bird flu. Asian bird flu. I knew Thank I should you. have been kissing those fucking sick birds. I knew uh, it, man. <laughs> well, Karen isn't here either. Uh, we don't quite know what happened to her. We we know that she's busy tonight. But uh, last week we still don't know the story of why why she isn't here. We'll find out next week. I'm sure. 
But um, with that, we'll start the show off right with a little segment that we like to call The Week in Geek. Every week, uh, I bring you a, a synopsis of the headlines that are sort of making the rounds in the geek world and a little, with a little bit of commentary. Story number one, Reuters is reporting that uh, U.S. law enforcers said on Wednesday that they have shut down a computer network that distributed illegal copies of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, before it appeared in movie theaters. Ooh. Federal agents executed 10 search warrants. Not I thought you were going to say they executed 10 <laughs> file sharers. Well, they're taking that movie shit real serious like now, aren't they? They're really cracking down on pirates now, aren't they? I, I honestly did not write this. This must be Bush's plan, isn't it? <laughs> this, is, this is a new pirating crackdown plan. They executed 10 search warrants and seized the main server computer in a network that allowed people to download nearly 18,000 movies and software programs, including many current releases, the FBI and Homeland Security Department said. Now, this is, are you serious? Homeland Security? Homeland Security is involved. Wow. The Elite Torrents Network, founded online at EliteTorrents.org, relied on a technology called BitTorrent. Hmm, never heard of it. Yeah, what's never that? Never heard of it. That allows users to quickly download digital movies and other large files by copying them from many computers at once. Obviously, it's evil. Yeah. When asked, uh, when asked about the strategy for shutting down these vast and far-reaching networks, Homeland Security Director Michael Chertoff made this comment. Now Lord Vader will provide us with the location of the rebel fortress by the time this station is operational. We will then crush the rebellion with one swift stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. Story number two, CNETnews.com is reporting that Microsoft debuted... On Thursday, it's MSN Postmaster website, which offers tools and services designed to combat spam. Uh, MSN Postmaster marks the software giant's latest efforts to increase its presence in the security arena, a lucrative arena that has attracted a large swath of competitors. An online resource, Postmaster offers tools to help Internet service providers, email service providers, and legitimate bulk emailers combat junk email, streamline the reporting process for spam, and assist in delivering legitimate bulk email to MSN Hotmail users. We spoke with Bill Tarkas, Microsoft's program manager of MSN Postmaster, about the challenges of dealing with the millions of organizations who still consider spam to be a highly effective and low-cost means of marketing their products. And he had this to say. Now, Lord Vader will provide us with the location of the rebel <laughs> fortress by the time this station is operational. We will then crush the rebellion with one swift stroke. Uh, that sounds like that other guy. <laughs> Story number three, AdAge.com is reporting that a member of the Federal Communications Commission, Jonathan S. Adelstein, Thursday, warned about the, quote, increasing commercialization of American media, end quote, and called on his agency to toughen its requirements and expand its investigations into the practice of product placement. Quote, people out there are frustrated by what they see as fake news and relentless marketing, End quote. Mr. Adelstein told the Media Institute, a nonprofit agency specializing in communications policy and the First Amendment. Quote, the use of covert commercial pitches is penetrating deeper and deeper into our media. He then went on to say this. Now Lord Vader will provide us with the location of the rebel fortress by the time this station is operational. <laughs> oh, we will man. then crush the rebellion with one swift stroke. <laughs> 
Or maybe two <laughs> swift strokes. Or maybe we'll beat the shit out of him with about 40 swift f***ing strokes. You know, if I'm not mistaken, that sounds like a subliminal advertisement for Star Wars. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and the news website Online Media Daily is reporting this story that an AOL study has found email to be addictive. You think? No. The report, based on an opinion research corporation survey of around 4,000 online adults in a total of 20 U.S. cities, found that 77% of email users have more than one account, and the average user has 2.8 accounts. The average user also relies on email at least as much as the telephone and spends about an hour a day checking email. In addition to reading personal email at work done by 61% of users who work away from home, account holders also check email in bed, 23%, classes, 12%, and business meetings, 8%. A small proportion even admit to checking email in the bathroom, 6%, <laughs> while driving, 4%, wow. and in church, 1%. <laughs> Monday's correspondent Mark Miller spoke to AOL CEO Jonathan Miller, no relation, last Thursday, and he had this to say. Um, actually, I am related. Jonathan is my uncle. The f***ing bastard isn't returning my calls. <laughs> and I'm sorry also to say, Carl, I didn't have a chance to interview Oh, uh, what happened, man? I don't know, man. I sent him an email. I sent him like three f***ing emails. He hasn't replied, man. <laughs> when was the last time you checked your inbox? I'm looking at it right now. You know, maybe it's just that your mail provider sucks and your message didn't get through. I, you know, I don't think so, man. I'm looking at it like, here's a mail I sent to him. I said, in the subject, I says, attention, Jonathan Miller, hot <laughs> housewives and larger member with free diplomas. He's not <laughs> responded to that one. The other, what? The other one I sent him is, the subject was, your free prescription drugs are ready and your mortgage is approved. So I was trying to kind of get his attention, you know? <laughs> you really anyway. think that's going to work, though? I mean... No, yeah, yes, I think it's going to work. You know, I have a box of about a thousand of those AOL CDs. I'll send them to him. Yeah, <laughs> that'll work. Get him to sign up for a real service. See, you know, it's like I'm starting to understand this problem with email. You know, you know, kids in high school, they're starting out. They use a Yahoo account. They're like, it's no big deal. Everybody's using Yahoo. You know, it's it's not addictive. You know, and everybody's doing it. Our, our parents were using it in the 60s. And then they move on to Hotmail, right? And and before you know it, they're using Gmail. And, and they're having to check it, you know, every five <laughs> minutes. It's just, man, it's a vicious cycle. It's terrible. Don't, start, don't get me started on these f***ing kids, man. Oh, well, okay. No, I'm serious, man. They're all going around. They're going they're like, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, yeah. pull your heads out of your asses, kids, because let me tell you something. We got freedom-hating monkeys trying to take over our cities and aliens from other planets living among us wearing human suits with our goddamn zipper technology. It's so advanced you can't find the f***ing zipper in the back of the neck. And let's not forget the animal-loving tree huggers who, according to George Bush's, I mean, Senator Palpatine's, I mean, George Bush's FBI, are now the number one threat to our way of life. And why the fuck do companies package their hot dogs in groups of seven when they know goddamn well that hot dog buns come in packs of eight? <laughs> hey, Oscar Mayer, you've got 56,000 employees. Is there anyone over there who can count? Seven <laughs> is not equal to eight. Would it kill you to stick one more hot dog in the package? Would it? Would it? So no, Carl, it's not all good. They actually did rectify that situation. Hot dogs and buns now both come in packages of eight. Oh, okay. Then I guess it's not so bad then. And that is true, 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 true. 
I can, <laughs> I, I'm, I can calm down then. Thanks. Yeah, but one of those hot dogs is rigged to self-destruct when you open the package. <laughs> All right. Finally tonight, Intel Corporation unveiled its first mainstream home PC microprocessor with two computing engines on a single chip Thursday and vowed to sell millions of them by the end of the year. The Pentium D processor and supporting chips will target home computer users, particularly those who run more than one program at once or have software that is designed to take advantage of extra computing horsepower of the chip's dual cores. Next month, Intel rival Advanced Micro Devices Incorporated is expected to launch its first dual-core chips for mainstream desktop computers. AMD has already launched a dual-core chip for servers. When asked about how Intel plans to market their new chip against the already installed base of AMD server chips, Intel CEO Craig Barrett had this to say. Now, Lord Vader will provide us with the location <laughs> of the Rebel Fortress by the time this station is operational. We will then crush the rebellion with one swift stroke. Man. And my friends, that is the week in Geek for this week. You know, it's so ridiculous to say people running more than one program on their machine. Yeah, Everybody's stupid. running more than one program. That second process is just going to go to feed the spyware alone. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I almost always have two instances of Notepad running. So I was going to say, it's probably <laughs> going to get tied up checking your email. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's that background email run. It's that zombie spammer running on your machine. That's what that process is going to. Oh, yeah, my machine's much more responsive now that I've farmed off all my viruses to another processor. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter or anything. All right, and now it's time for Mark Miller to tell us all the people in the news who are dumber than me. They're dumber than me. They're dumber than you. Let's face it, they're just dumb, making us all feel better about ourselves. Over to you, Mark. That was a pretty good intro, Carl. Um, okay, story number one. Why it's okay to give guns to dumb guys. <laughs> <laughs> Last Tuesday, three men entered an internet cafe in Durban, South Africa, brandishing handguns and demanding cash and cell phones. Police Inspector Michael Reed said... They were only able to get away with cell phones amounting to about $1,000. But just as the robbers were about to leave, in an attempt to scare the employees and customers in the cafe, one of the robbers fired a shot. Unfortunately, the bullet ended up in the leg of one of his colleagues. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Reed said that the two uninjured robbers, in a show of solidarity, fled the scene on foot, leaving their whining friend behind. <laughs> Police were called to the scene and they arrested the robber and he was then taken to a local hospital where he's under police guard. So I don't have any, uh, you know, use uh, dumber than me. I just think it's funny. Well, it's OK. <laughs> yeah, it kind of speaks for itself. Sort of does. Yeah. I'm saving my use for a little later. All right. You don't want to hurt yourself after all. The next one, this is actually a video dumber than me. Uh, uh, this one's called Usually When I'm Dumb Like This, My Dad Hits Me With a Shovel. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening and you've got internet access right now, this would be a good time to pause. Otherwise, we'll just tell you what's going on in it. Uh, it's at tracer.com slash 5HG. 5HG. You see a picture of a guy driving his car around. It's kind of looks like an episode of Rockford Files. <laughs> What is he going to hit? That's what I want to know. What is he going to hit? I keep thinking he's going to hit the cameraman. Yeah. yeah. Or he's going to hit the building. 
drive stupid like this, my dad hits me over the head with a shovel. But see, he's not here right now. So I'll do it myself. Oh my god, he's hitting himself in the head with a shovel. <laughs> And the guy whacks himself with a shovel. (laughs) The guy's like, you know, I wish I hadn't hadn't worked out so much. My arm, I wish my arms were a little weaker right now. (laughs) So, so, Mister Starsky, you crazy driving shovel whacking. uh, My dad's not here right now. Crazy guy, you sir are dumber than me. Yeah. Okay, number. Story number three, dumb guy steals prehistoric car stereo. And this this is actually from a post I found on Craigslist. And it's uh, uh, you can go out there and see the car in the post. It's at shrinkster.com slash 5J0. And, uh, huh? and I'll, I'll read you a little bit of the story. The guy writes, see that car? See what a big <laughs> piece of shit it is? Notice the three different colors it is. If you were to look at that car a little more closely, you could see how the car was combined from two shitty cars to make one car that was a little less shitty. (laughs) Well, the shitty car is mine. Seeing how it's a big piece of shit, I never locked the doors. I mean, no one would want to steal my car, and there's nothing of value in the car to steal, or so I thought. You seem to think that my shitty stereo was worth money. This is the kind of stereo you can find in the trash or at garage sales. It has no resale value. So why did you steal it? Did you notice that when you have to adjust the station, you do it by turning a knob with your fingers? Shit, man. You could have found more change between the cushions than what the stereo was worth. Now I have to drive around with no stereo, listening only to my loud, mufferless exhaust. I'm going to have to start looking in the trash or at Goodwill to find another stereo. I would appreciate it if you could return my stereo or a similar one. Hell, if you want to be generous and steal a good one and put it in my car. You know what my car looks like. It's the VW Fox that is three colors. It is the only one there from Michigan. So if you're there stealing stuff again, please return some of my stuff. (laughs) That's great. That's awesome. So, Mr. Stupid $5 Car Radio Thief at Large, you must be colorblind. Hello? Take a look at the car. I mean, even a thief like you has got to be pretty embarrassed stepping out of that vehicle holding a car stereo engineered in 1984. (laughs) You, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah. (laughs) All right. This next one, I'm also going to save my users on this one, but I just wanted to point this out because I just, I thought this was remarkable. It's at shrinkster.com slash 5J3. And it's a combination of people that are both smarter than me and dumber than me. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Oh, no. This is a contest for a prom where you build, make your prom dressed in, in tuxedo out of duct tape. <laughs> this is not a good thing. Really if bad. you go to the site, you will see some actually some amazing designs and some really freaky people wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest combination of freak and chic that you'll ever see in your life, I think. So uh, anyway, I, I wanted to point that out. Some of these are just amazing. Some of really, them are really, really amazing. The guy, the guy who made the yellow and white pinstripe tux. Oh yeah, the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all of these, if you look at them, you, you, you know the thing that gives them away. You know, because some of them are great designs. It's that shine. Yeah, it's the the duct tape shininess. Right, yeah. right. No, it's very very cool. I actually was... made a thirty foot tall green Gumby out of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> When I was at the Air Force Academy. 
Because what else is there to do with the Air Force Academy? That's another story. Not not too funny other than that. Well, actually, I guess it's a little funny, but it's a different story. Look at entry number 3355, which is down in the lower right, and blow that up and look at that guy's face. Yeah, that's what I mean. This guy's like, hey, if Bill Gates could make a billion, I could too. Now, you, know what, you know what he's thinking? Geez, all I got to do is make a suit out of duct tape and a girl will hold my hand. Yeah, he's like, he's thinking, I wonder if I'm going to get laid tonight. And she's thinking, I wonder how fast I can run. You know? <laughs> wow. it's <laughs> great. Yeah, so, okay. Oh, I had a good title for that and I didn't say it. That was called Getting Sticky on Prom Night. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. oh. That is a good title. But now that we're bleeping out all our f***ing swears, you probably won't hear that, so you'll never know it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you will. We're coming out with a DVD, an unedited DVD sometime in the future. Right, Carl? Yeah, the yeah, box right. set. Okay. And my final story of Dumber Than Me. He had a dumb guy for a client. David Newton, a 22-year-old man living in Colorado, knew two things for sure. Number one, his wallet was empty. And number two... His shotgun was loaded. Oh, oh. So Mr. Newton did what any dumb guy low on cash and high on ammo would do. He walked into a Colorado Springs convenience store, waved his boomstick and demanded all the cash from the register drawer. After the cashier placed the cash in the bag, our Mr. Newton noticed a bottle of scotch behind the counter and asked the female cashier to put it in the bag as well. Uh, Carl, now might be a good time for me to mention that David Newton, he's no relation to Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> no relationship there. So anyway, the cashier, perhaps sensing that Newton was a few fries short of a Happy Meal, refused, stating that she believed he was under 21 years of age. <laughs> That's brilliant. Mr. Newton assured the cashier that he was, in fact, 22 and a half years old. Remarkably, the cashier held her ground and refused to give Newton the scotch, stating that he clearly appeared to be underage. So instead of reminding the cashier that he was holding a shotgun and she ought to just give him the f***ing scotch, <laughs> Mr. Newton instead reportedly called the cashier a stupid head and showed the cashier his driver's oh, license. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> the cashier examined the license and then put the scotch in the bag. Wonderful. Mr. Newton fled from the store with his cash and the hard one scotched. The cashier, of course, promptly called police to report the robbery. She was also kind enough to pass along Mr. Newton's name and address, which she had memorized. <laughs> <laughs> Authorities went to the address on the license. Awesome. According to officers on the scene, as they were approaching the residence, Mr. Newton entered the parking lot, driving a lime green 1991 Ford Festiva at excessive speed. <laughs> Carl, is it even possible to get a 1991 Ford Festiva up to sub-excessive speed? No. I mean, Richard, you might know. Is it possible? I don't think this is. I don't think it is. Perhaps it was the panic of seeing the cops in front of his apartment, or maybe just the influence of a half bottle of scotch swimming happily through his bloodstream. Regardless, Newton slightly misjudged his stopping distance and smashed his Ford Festiva headlong into the parked police cruiser, effectively totaling both cars. He totaled a cop car with a Festiva. That's great. He was moving. Well, and his Festiva as well. According to the officers, Newton <laughs> then stepped out of his car and shouted expletives at the officers for being in his f***ing parking spot. <laughs> so, my friends, now, this is the part of the tale where Mr. Newton's ass gets apprehended by the cops. <laughs> now, 
Unlike other dumber-than-me all-stars of the past, Newton didn't think to reach down into his pants and grab a mouthful of tasty underwear to chew on. <laughs> Officers at the scene said Newton's blood alcohol level measured 0.21%. That's nearly triple the legal limit, folks. <laughs> Newton was charged with armed robbery, assault, reckless endangerment, and driving under the influence. Midway through his trial, Newton was not happy with the way things were proceeding. So in a move matching the intellectual capacity of garden tools, Newton <laughs> fired his attorney and instead decided to represent himself. Oh, great. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Awesome. Wow. Unbelievably. Assistant District Attorney Larry Jones remarked that Newton was actually doing a fair job defending himself. That is, until the day the cashier took the stand and testified that Mr. Newton was, in fact, the guy who had been kind enough to hand over his driver's license in the middle of his robbery. That's when Newton, who, by the way, did I mention that this David Newton guy is no relation to Sir Isaac Newton? Yes. I think I, I, think I did. <laughs> Anyway, that's when Mr. Newton stood up, pointed at the cashier and said, I should have blown your f***ing head off. Uh. <laughs> wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. No. He's representing himself, right? Remember yeah. that? So he paused and then he politely added, if I'd been the one that was there. <laughs> Beautiful. So the jury took less than 18 minutes to convict and came back with a 30-year sentence recommendation. Nice. Wonderful. At least 20 of those years for stupidity. Yeah. yeah. So, Mr. Newton, you shotgun-toting, ID-flashing, money-grabbing, <laughs> scotch-drinking, car-cop-crashing, monosynaptic Perry Mason wannabe. Dude, look, I'm not a genius, but I would have gone for objection or no further questions or maybe even... Your Honor, may I approach the bench? <laughs> Before I would have started off cross-examination with, I should have blown your f***ing head off. <laughs> Man, I would have loved to know what legal self-help book you got that one from. <laughs> oh, man. So, Mr. Newton, I thank you for being living proof that, yes, in some cases, evolution can indeed run backwards. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. You, sir... Are dumber than me. Yeah. Woo! So, Mark, I want to I want to get something clear. You said he was driving a lime green Ford Festiva, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I, I'm a younger guy. I'm younger than all of you guys, so I had pretty limited experience with the Ford Festiva. Um, but you know, I, I know a little bit. You, of sp you did manage to get laid in it once, right? That's where the story is going. No, right? I never got. I don't think you could get laid in a Ford Festiva. They're pretty small. But anyway, my my introduction to the Ford Festiva was after I'd had a you know like a year or two of Spanish. So I got the idea that this is you know this is a party car, right? This is a party <laughs> yeah. car for Hispanic people. And uh, it's my first introduction to a Festiva was seeing five really really glum and uncomfortable looking Hispanic guys, you know, crammed like sardines in a Festiva. It was just like, oh man. And they were that's, thinking the same thing. They were going, God damn, we bought this car because it's a f***ing party. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just false advertising. And I have a picture of a lime green Festiva. Do at, you do? It's at shrinkster.com slash 5J7. How did you do? I guess you just searched for it's it. It's called huh? Google <laughs> Images, motherfucker. <laughs> this car is ridiculous, man. Look, I even the, it looked like this. Even the hubcaps are what... what they're, I guess that's the wheels. They're not hubcaps. The wheels are painted lime green, too. Oh, man. That's really These funny. These are just man. sad, sad cars. <laughs> hey, it's okay. not as bad as the Pinto. At least not by much. This yeah, is the, smaller the gas than a Pinto. Tank isn't an integrated part of the car's collision safety system. <laughs>
That's right. It's time for Richard, the toy boy with Richard Campbell out there in Vancouver. Hoping you've got some good toys for us this week. I have bad toys. Bad, bad toys. Bad toys. <laughs> and I want to lead off with a flashback to last week. I'm only going to do one. It's Japanese, so I'm getting the Japanese out of the way right away. But this is a very bad toy. Okay. All right. Shrinkster.com slash 5J8. This is the Star Wars Rain lightsaber. Okay? Oh, God. $85. It's an umbrella. It's an umbrella that looks like a lightsaber. $85. You can cut people's limbs off with this thing, right, though? Uh, no. It's just an umbrella. It even says right in the copy, just an umbrella. Well, what if you put batteries in it? Like, what if you overpowered it? Could well, you cut here's another All is not lost, however, since sturdy umbrellas may also be used to attack man and beast when the occasion beckons. Wow. Notice also, it's on pre-order. <laughs> it's not even made yet. Not available yet. $85. Your own Star Wars lightsaber umbrella. Yeah. Make the bad you know, man stop. You know, let me tell you something. If I actually lived in the Star Wars universe and I was a, a Jedi, I'd get one of these and I'd swap it with Vader's. And I'd go up to Vader and go, Vader, let's <laughs> let's duel, man. And he'd pull it out. He'd be so f***ing surprised and I'd cut him up, man. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> He's like, what's my f***ing umbrella? What the hell? <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll put little force reflectors on the inside. So he'll try to use the force powers. And I'll just reflect back in a parabolic concentrated beam on his ass. He'll just be like, ah. Join me and together we can walk in the rain. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's just me. That's if Star Wars was real. But I know it's not. Yeah. Okay. Next. I got one more flashback piece for you. I couldn't resist this one. Because we were talking about the uh, the record player that used a laser to play records. Oh, yeah, right. Right? Well, take a look at this. Because it's not enough just to be able to play records. Shrinkster.com slash 5J9. The company is Vestax making the VRX 2000 your very own personal LP cutter. No way. You can make your own records. Oh, my God. They specialize in converting from CD. No way. Vinyl's coming back, man. Vinyls, it's all over it, man. Where <laughs> can you go. I, where can I get one of these? I'm serious. Dude, they have an 8-track <laughs> burner, too. Look at this. They've got an 8-track burner. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. Sorry. Oh, that's great. I can use it to burn all of my old 8-tracks. There you go. Isn't that beautiful? I want one. It's Honestly, awesome. I want... All right. So if any of you want to get into my good graces out there. Oh, shut up. This Carl. is what you want for Christmas. You can send me Your one of these. Your own LP cutter. You are a swag whore, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I have never asked for swag. I've only begged for laptop money. <laughs> All right, then I stand corrected. Your laptop so nowhere money is whore, a price Carl. on this. There's no oh, no. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, I, I pretty much gathered that. I'll look it up. You know, That's I'm going to use cool. that line when the IRS comes to audit me next time. <laughs> say how much. I'm gonna, if you have 12300 bucks from BoxyMusic.com. Really? And then I'll, I'll be on the show. I'll say, if you want to give me good graces, I want you to call up the bail bonds guys and get me out of this f***ing <laughs> jail. 
the deal with those things is every like 25 records or something you cut, you got to replace the needle in the thing and it's a couple hundred bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about LP cutting. I would never look into something as stupid as that. <laughs> well, you know, it, me being a musician and, you know, playing uh, rock star when I was a kid, you know, it was always my dream to make an to make an album and have to to put an album on the turntable with me on it and uh never did that I, I was making cds and you know before before we did that so yeah well, okay uh, that's cool carl yeah it's very cool i i feel like we should play that you know everybody had a dream music in the back <laughs> so you know about compact flash right yes no problem with compact flash. And these days you can buy pretty big compact flashes. I mean, I've seen two gigabyte ones. I even held an eight gigabyte one in my hand once. Really? But one of the companies that really has led the market really in developing of this whole technology is a company called M Systems. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 5JA. So M Systems really led the world in compact flash technology. This is actually a slightly enlarged CF format. This is called CF3, and it's really military technology. But notice that they're offering compact flash formats up to 176 gigabytes. Wow. Now that is a lot of flash. Wow. Now flash flash isn't all the, the fastest media, is it? No, it's not super fast media, although they have some pretty good sustained rates here. You know, 45 megabytes a second is up there. It's not as fast as the hard drive, but it's not that much slower. Yeah, that's not bad. So the first thing I did when I looked at this, I thought 176 gigabytes. I went searching for a price. And you know, I'm pretty good at finding a price. I found the price for the VRX 2000, no problem. True. The closest I could find was last year's price for a 90-gigabyte drive. Any guesses? Guesses? 90-gigabyte CF? No, I have no idea. 40000 bucks. What? Did I mention military? You could buy a lot of Star Wars umbrellas for that, man. <laughs> wow. $40,000. Wait a minute, though. Can't you get a CF to USB adapter and use, like, a, a USB hard drive instead? Yeah, I suppose you could, but it wouldn't be quite a solid state, stable, and small, which is what it's all about. It's about small. Notice the picture of the F-16. Nowhere to put USB on an F-16. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, don't all, all F-16s come with USB ports these days, don't they? I don't know. What, for recharging? Yeah, I guess. That's so you can plug in your USB fan. Yeah, so you can plug in your peripherals, your 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 ducky keys. There you go. My glow-in-the-dark camouflage USB duck key. Or the sushi key. You want to put that right in the cockpit, you know? Right. <laughs> How are you going to be able to watch your porn in the government, you know, in the government vehicle without a USB connector? <laughs> yeah, that's a good Can't question. Do, man. All right, Can I move up? on to a really bad toy? Please. Arguably the worst toy of the night. Shrinkster.com 5JB will take you to something I know... <laughs> that Jeff could really use. The IndiePod. The IndiePod can help you change the way you travel, work, and relax. Why? Because it's 199 pound, pound as in uh, British pounds, portable toilet. 376 bucks. 376 US. There you go. 
So the whole thing packs down into kind of a nice tiny little package, you know, the size of a small toilet. But you see the bag around it in the picture? You push a button and it inflates that into a little room. That that fills up your car. You know, yeah. (laughs) You might want to take it out of your, you know... VW Fox before you uh, you inflate that. Dude, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be inflated in the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would work just fine inside of an Escalade, but then you can put a whole porta potty in an Escalade. This is pretty amazing. Yeah. It's a very portable toilet. I highly recommend the movie. <laughs> I'm not going Are to you watch watching the movie. The movie? I, I actually saw it a little earlier today. So. <laughs> And it is really good. I'm not going to watch that movie. No, it's good, man. <laughs> There's nothing gross. It's not going to scare you, man. You won't need therapy. It's just, it's very, I'm very already good. scared. Don't, don't be scared. It's good. <laughs> Embrace the potty. I just mm. think they should have called it into pot, not into pod. <laughs> yeah, but maybe. That's me. <laughs> <clears throat> I love this stuff. It's so much fun. <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right. I got two microwave toys for you. I'm going to start off with the cool one, and then we'll go to the scaring one. So take a look at shrinkster.com slash 5JC. 5JC takes us to defensetech.org, my favorite site for weapons, talking about the testing of Alliant Tech Systems' new microwave generator for destroying bombs. Mm. So this is basically a microwave oven turned inside out Stuck a handle on the end, and you can aim it at a bomb until you fry it. Oh, plus it actually makes popcorn in like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, out of anything in its way. Wow, that is really cool. <laughs> it's something, you know, for, for long-range detonation of weaponry, that's something. Now, here's the frightening one. Are you ready? Wait, actually, Rich, I want to say one thing on this. When we first came to this page, it says Zap, Zaps Bombs. I read that like with my peripheral vision, and I swear to God, I thought I was reading something that said on the defense site that said microwave ray gun zaps zombies. I was like, (laughs) I told you zombies are f***ing real, and I know that the military is experimenting on them, man. They're working away. And if you wear your meat shield, you'll be okay. I know. Everything will be fine. That's why I carry it with me all the time. Brains. In the cooler. Shrinkster.com slash 5JD. So I'll tell you how I ended up at this site. So I was looking for some medical toys. I wanted to find some stuff for illness just for you guys because you're so sick. And as I was wandering around this site, I found this thing called Cortherm. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck it is. And this is what I hate about medical sites yep. is they're talking about all these happy things and how they're, the condition causes troublesome symptoms and anxiety. So and vague. We've come up with a minimally invasive procedure Finally, when you read enough, you realize this is a device for treating in an enlarged prostate. Okay, now nobody wants to talk about enlarged prostates. So they've done a good job of disguising the fact that it's about that. What's even harder to find out is what they're going to do to you to help your enlarged prostate. Oh, man, you're not going to do this. They're going to microwave you. (laughs) Jesus. They stick a microwave next to your prostate gland. I don't know if you know where your prostate gland is, but you're not going to enjoy the process of this happening. (laughs) How do they do that? And then they fire up this microwave. Now, you know, I debated whether to go into the details on exactly all of the specific things they need to do to make this work. So I'm going to encourage you to go to the site and look because, you know, I just can't say them out loud. It's pretty horrible. It is horrible. 
This is a place where microwave should not go. I don't want popcorn there. <laughs> but it can make popcorn though, right? Oh, of course you can. Okay, cool. I don't, you know, as long as as long as I'm unconscious, they can do anything to me and I don't care. And you just don't care. That's why the aliens love you, Carl. <laughs> You're just Gumby to them, man. <laughs> so I've been thinking hard about um about Mark's ape invasion thing and i'm thinking you might be wrong man i don't think it's the apes about to take over the world and i really got tipped off today when i was searching for toys and i ran across this one shrinkster.com slash 5je the company robots and relax.com robots and relax now look robots that mow your lawn are not that unusual there's more and more of them around but look at this thing a, it looks like Darth Vader dripped in red paint, okay? It's also huge, and it runs for hours. It'll go up serious hills. It's completely automated, self-recharging, detects rain, and it's got sharp knives on it. This is a weapon. It's even bigger if you click the two large picture on the bottom. It's even bigger than what you say. Tell me you're not afraid of this thing. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. The robots, man. The robots are out to get you, and this evolution is on the Vanguard. Keep your cats inside. I like the mm. price of $3,250 slash now to $2,299. There you go. Free shipping and handling. Yeah. So it's only $2,300. For the same price as a Franklin's.net VBNet masterclass, you can get this oh, automatic Jesus. lawnmower. <laughs> Take a look at the indoor robotics. They have the trilobite vacuum. This thing's hilarious. I mean, it looks like a Roomba, but they want you to put robots everywhere in your house. They've got a whole bunch of them. Once you have them all, wow, then you're in trouble. Wow. Trilo look at they have a picture of a baby playing with it. <laughs> the trilobite. Yeah. Wow. I'm starting to wonder about what you're saying, Richard. I'm telling you, man, it's the robots. Maybe they're working with the monkeys. Outdoor products, love cart, L-U-V cart, love cart. Uh, Talk about high tech, high touch, man. John Nesbitt was right. <laughs> All right. Want to see something scary in that, in that same website? Go under outdoor robotics down to the Ambrogio Professional. So the Ambrogio Professional has its own little house. Tell me that is not a bunker. <laughs> Look at the thing. It's a military weapon you're going to pay money for. <laughs> wow. Mulching action. Mulching action. It's got mulching action, self-charging, surface-to-air missiles capable of traversing 27-inch hills. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> this one's cheaper than the other one. Yeah. It's not as big. So the other one is called the, what, the Ambrogio? That big one, the big red Darth Vader one is the Evolution. Oh, the Evolution. And look, the Deluxe is sold out. They're out of stock, apparently. That's all right. They're already everywhere. It's too late. Wow. Okay, I got one final collection of toys for you. And there's three good ones all together. They're all related. Oh, no, sorry, there's two good ones so first off, this is a pretty cool toy. I'm excited about this. Shrinkster.com slash 5JF. F is in Foxtrot. 
the website biometricdoorlock.com. Now, it sounds like a funky name, but what it really is, is a door you can unlock with your fingerprint. Oh, neat. No more keys, right? Just stick your finger on it and it pops the lock. Yeah, well, you know what this does? This is, encur- this is encouraging people to cut off your fingers and use there them There you go. Now, I think, I think this is all good. You know, it's a good-looking door handle. It's a decent-looking lock. They've got, you know, it's only powered by AA batteries. Lots of people have electric locks, so I'm not too worried about this. And I like the whole idea of, you know, the fingerprint one. But the lock I wish existed years and years and years ago, now, the, the one that does exist now, but I no longer need it, is shrinkster.com slash 5JG. 5JG. The website, brighthandle.com. So this is a doorknob that lights up. Now, you remember when you used to have to hang a sock from your door handle, Hmm. you know, to tell your roommate, don't come in, I'm busy? Yeah. Uh Now, you can actually make it light up. (laughs) See, just turn the light on. Now you know. Actually, you know, this might be useful in the bathroom door, couldn't it? Hmm. Look at the picture of the guy. (laughs) You think he's very happy? (laughs) He's like, my f***ing roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Getting it on with those two chicks again. <laughs> Will you get out of there, man? You like my glowing doorknobs? Yeah, it's pretty good. Anything that lights up. Hey, Jeff, can you just cut me out of everything? I just think I <laughs> fucking suck tonight. <laughs> I'm just like me, man. You want me? To, I, if I don't make you guys laugh again, I'm just gonna start poking myself with my eyes with sharp objects. I'm sorry. Uh. Oh, refresh the page. Jason's telling us to refresh the page. There's different people in the pictures. Oh, yeah. you can. There's a little uh, slideshow there. You can go through all the pictures. This is, you know, what I was thinking is, you know, so there's times when you're in a bath. I mean, let's face it. We're, there's a lot of fathers on this, this show right now. That's and right. There's something about, you know, becoming a dad that just, well, you can do serious harm to a bathroom, can't you? Yeah, or to each other. Yeah, and, and, and you need to leave a warning. So this is what I'm thinking. Like, the light-up door handle might be useful. Warning. Do not enter. <laughs> right. I think it would be cool if they just had, like, a, a methane detector on the other side and lit it up <laughs> automatically. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, these things actually exist, methane detectors. Really? Well, that's what I'm saying is hook them up, man. That's what, that's a great product, man. I've just patented it right now. <laughs> we always use we always dealt with methane detectors inside of sailboats. So like, any large sailboat. They use propane for the heating system and for uh, for the for the ovens and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of the dangers of propane is that it'll it'll build up in the hull because you know naturally the the hull's watertight and there's no way for the propane to get out. So, right. not on my boat. I actually have a hole in the bottom to let the propane out. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> it'd be it'd be kind of like those frogs from last week, right? You know, uh, they, they just keep getting bigger. They just keep getting bigger. Yeah. So I'm, I've never been the kind of guy who wanted to own a boat because, you know, they call boats just holes in the water you throw money into. Right. So whenever I want to go sailing, I just charter a boat. Hmm. So this one year, I char- I went out and you know, looked around. I, I take a boat up for two weeks, right? I'd take a week with the family, and then a week I'd do a bunch of trips with clients because that way I could write the whole thing off, right? It's, nice. it's work. Nice. So uh, I went out to take a look at the boat I could get for two weeks, and one the, this one time they had a catamaran. And catamarans are really cool boats. I mean, two small hulls with a connector in between. Right. The boat's really easy sailing. It you know it doesn't heal at all. 
and uh, and you have lots of room inside, so it's great for for partying, really. Sure. And it's very shallow draft; you can take it anywhere. So I mean, catamarans are great. They're a little fragile. It's the only problem with them. But I didn't know about this other problem. Now that you have two hulls, you need two separate propane detectors, right? All right. So because you got two hulls, two different low spots. So I'm a uh, you know we go in we we're sailing around and there's lots of little uh, marine parks all through the the on the waterways of BC because there's lots and lots of little islands. So we locked up the boat to go take a hike on uh, on Keats Island I think it was and we come back and the propane alarm's going off on the left hand hull. So I'm like holy crap right I go running onto the boat open it up start trying to vent the propane out and I sniff and it's pretty stinky mm. you know it, it smells bad. And we clear it all out, and I close off the propane at the source, right, the main propane tanks, thinking, well, you know, maybe there's a leak in the pipe somewhere. So we clear it all out. Alarm shuts down, so I'm happy. You know, we wait a couple of hours. We close the boat back up, and we go for a walk again. And the alarm goes off again, and now I know the propane bottle is off. You know, it's like there's no way that thing could be leaking. But we again vent the boat, try and search around. Finally, I figure it out after a day of sweating about the boat exploding. The left-hand hull had the toilet in it. Uh-huh. Now, normally, the storage tank for your toilet is lower than the toilet, but this is a catamaran. The boat was so shallow that the storage tank was actually higher than the toilet. Guess what was happening? Ah. It would siphon back out the gas and fill the boat up with uh, other kind of methane. Yeah. It was nasty. That's horrible. So I had to learn to close off the storage tank when we went out to stop that thing from siphoning. Now, when when I was a kid and we sailed, um, we didn't have these detectors. I, I was telling you this earlier, um, Richard. We didn't have these detectors. What we had to do is we had to just light a match and throw it down into the hole of the boat every, like, you know, five minutes. <laughs> just burn <laughs> off sure, the excess. Sure not a, you know, so you wouldn't have a big accumulation when it went. <laughs> yeah. Those are the old days. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. You should just have a candle down there all the time. Didn't think of that, did you? There you go. Well, you no, know, uh, I was thinking maybe you could get yourself a a basic stamp and uh, write yourself a little, you know, get a methane sensor and write yourself a little program to uh, alert you somehow when the when the thing goes off. I've totally corrupted you, haven't I? You have. And I warned you. I warned you about this. So the story is that um, what we're talking about here is my daughter has a a genetic disposition to walk on her tiptoes. My wife had it, and her mother had it, and her grandmother had it as well, uh, my wife's grandmother. So my daughter is like the fourth generation that I know of that has this genetic predisposition. Isn't this she called always, angry ballerina disease? She always walks on her tiptoes. <laughs> <laughs> she walked on her tiptoes before she did ballet. Now she's doing actual ballet, but you know, my, my wife had surgery on her feet when she was 12, to uh, because of the problems, what happens is your uh, tendons in the back of your heat feet shrivel up because they're not stretched out all the time. Right, right. And so it's very becomes very painful to walk normally, and then you're always up on your toes. So we were constantly telling her to heels down, heels down, heels down, and and my little daughter has it too. She walks around on her tippy toes too. So um, we in our family we have this story of one of the aunts of. Uh, of my my wife's mother who lived with her grandmother. I can't remember the story. But one of the aunts made this device, which she called goggies, which was something that strapped onto your leg 
and uh, reminded you to walk onto your heels. It had some sort of mechanical contraption that uh, you strapped on your leg or on your waist, and it kept your heels down. And I, I don't know how they were made. Nobody seems to know how to make them. But I thought about this, and I, I said, you know, I bet I could make something, some sort of electronic device that I could program, maybe an iPod or something. And I, and I get to call up Richard, who's the toy boy after all. And I said, Richard, you know, uh, first I asked him the questions about specifics. You know, I was looking for stuff for the uh, for the not the iPod for the pocket PC and all the stuff and Richard finally asked me the all important question what is it that you want to do and so when I told him he says ah you need a basic stamp so he sent me to this company uh parallax parallax.com and parallax.com makes this programmable embedded device it's a uh, they have all sorts of different modules you can connect up to it with sensors and things like that now, you're totally neglecting the warning. I, I must have given you 10 you minutes of lecture. You did. I'm not showing you this unless you understand the risk you're putting yourself you in. You said this will suck your time like nothing else. This is evil, 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 evil. This is the path to hell. You will be putting these everywhere in your house. If you go down this, <laughs> there's no going back. And so, of course, I got a starter kit. Excuse, excuse me, Carl, but... Isn't this the same device where in the future the robot says execute executive order 66 <laughs> and all these basic stamps just click in and start k- uh, taking you out? Very nice <laughs> reference to the Sith there. Very nice. I sucked on it. Let me get some sharp things and poke them in my eyes. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very It's just, you know, you're under the weather. It's just not your day. That's all. Yeah, that hurt. It wasn't that sharp. It was my finger. It was you'll, okay. You'll have another day. <laughs> So so I started with this thing and, you know, making these little circuits with this uh, uh, breadboard called the Board of Education, which instead of having to solder things, it just has a, a grid and you just poke the wires and the components into the right places and you build a circuit that way. And then, of course, you can program it by connecting serial or USB cable to it and connecting a battery to it. And uh, then you can program it using a basic language or basic like language, which is neat. I got it to I got it to whistle through the piezo speaker like R2-D2. <whistles> so I said to my daughter, I said, wouldn't it be cool if it, if it could like whistle at you, you know, when you're, when you're walking on your heels? And what I got was I got a couple of pressure sensors that I'm going to connect to it. And so I can put one in the heel of a shoe and one in the toe of the shoe, and I can detect input from either one of those. And if I get from the toe without the heel for a significant amount of time, then I'm going to whistle. And I've already got the program and the circuit built. Now I just have to figure out how to turn this into a little device. You know, Carl, if it was me, I would use a mercury switch. What's that? A mercury switch no is, um, is a, it's a very small glass capsule that's filled half full of mercury and has little bits of metal in it. And so depending on the angle that the mercury switch is at, it will connect or disconnect various little wire things if you yeah, don't do that if you've ever flipped a switch in a house like a light switch that has no click whatsoever and moves very very smoothly um often those are mercury switches um hmm. so carl don't do it you're on the right track with your pressure switch sw- yeah i have the, switch, man. the pressure one works <laughs> i'm telling you mercury switch is where it's at yeah you don't want to put poison in your daughter's yeah, I don't wanna, shoes i don't want to do that and the other thing too is, is that if some, all you have to do is just, you know, it, 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 without pressure, you're not going to know if somebody's just taken off the shoe and put them up on the side, 
Which means right. you have to turn it on and off and turn it on and off. Well, no, I'm going to know that there's pressure on the toe and not on the heel. But that's what I'm saying is if you use a mercury switch, you won't know that. Oh, right, right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I thought, I thought of the pressure switch solution right away. I wouldn't tell you just to use a mercury switch. I think a combination of the two. <laughs> oh, no, guys, start waffling there, sick boy. <laughs> hey, yeah, you whatever. When, when Carl comes begging, Jeff, I can't get this thing to work. What should I do? I'm going to say, you should have used the mercury switch, Carl. Man, there's whatever. more waffling here than an international palace of pancakes. <laughs> dun, 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 boom. How's that, guys? That's pretty, it wasn't that good, was great. Was it? I'm going to go get a sharp thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Get a sharp thing. Ah. <laughs> Okay, that wasn't that sharp. That was my elbow. How did I get my elbow in my eye? <laughs> Holy crap. My, God. my arm is twisted. Wow. I'm really sick, man. My bones are all mush. <laughs> I think I should see a doctor. This uh, parallax uh, starter kit is a great thing for anyone who's got uh, boys or girls in middle school age and wants to introduce them to electronics and digital circuits and programming. It's wonderful. It's really, really fun. Um, it is remarkably simple, too. I mean, Very simple. Th- a lot of computer people are very freaked out by the analog world, the whole idea of sensors and noisemakers and those kinds of things. Yeah. And you, you'd be surprised how much you actually know. If you spend a little time with this kind of gear, it's really not that tough no, to, to start tough. putting these together. It's, it's mostly a creativity piece. Right. Well, aren't most of the sensors that you can get for these kits anyway, aren't they already geared to give you a digital output? Well, they're already geared to give a, a sensor output that the SpaceX stamp can understand. It's not necessarily digital. But it's got to be easy to hook this stuff up then. Yeah. It's relatively right simple. Yeah. Very simple. Cool. Yeah. I like this. This is the coolest toy you've ever done, Richard. Oh, I mean, Carl. <laughs> well, anyway, that's our show. And I, I just want to, before I before we say goodbye, I just want to leave you with one final thought. Now, Lord Vader will provide us with the location of the Rebel Fortress by the time this station is operational. We will then crush the rebellion with one swift stroke. Sounds familiar. Woohoo! All right, we'll see you next week. I'm Carl Franklin, Richard Campbell out there in Vancouver, Jeff, the sick man in the sound room, Mark Miller in Hollywood, also sick. We will see you next week, and until then, bye bye. <laughs>